another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. We pop in bottles. (laughs) (laughs) Smoke a little bit. Drink a little bit. Okay, in this week, we are talking about from app to IRL, how to get off the apps and on a date. We're going to be talking about how to build the best dating profile, how to get out of texting purgatory, which Mm. is... All been there. We've all been there. All been there. And how to get on an actual date and how to navigate that first date either on FaceTime or in real life. IRL. But first, Natalie, let's get into the wine that we're drinking. The drink of the day. This is also a new one because Corinne got this. Yes, I did. Natalie normally provides the wine. Yes, but we've we've switched roles. So let's discuss. We switched the roles. Switched (laughs) roles. And so I got this because I saw it on TikTok. Yep. As we get everything now. It is said to be Drake's and Kylie Jenner's favorite wine. Mm. And it's 20 bucks at your grocery store. It's the Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. A little Pinot Grigio. 2019 Pinot Grigio. Okay. So I'm going to do the pour. You do the pour. Ooh, wow. Did you hear that? It was like... Ooh. It's also chilled. I just feel it's like chilled it's chilled perfectly, by the way. Oh, I, I'm excited. Okay. And which store did you pick this one up at? Whole Foods. Just a little Whole Foods? A Whole Foods. All right. So we will see if Drake and Kylie Jenner know what's going on. They may, they may not. We're going to find out at the end. Cheers. Cheers. Hmm. 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 Okay. We're going to circle back. Let's see what happens when it sits in the glass for a little bit. Yeah. But Nat, I'm really excited because this week... The show! My show comes out. It finally comes out. It finally comes out. Dad Stop Embarrassing Me is a show that I produced. Also, it's based on my life. Yes. It'll be on Netflix April 14th. Which is this week. Which is this week. Is it April 14th or April 16th? April 16th. It comes out on April 16th? April 16th. Yeah. You know what? Or April 14th. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? It's coming this week. Comes out Wednesday. It's going to be great. I think it's April 14th. And... Um, it was funny enough because this has been, this project's been in the work for like years, years. I actually remember like two New Year's ago, we were in Miami and this is when like you and your dad were sort of like fleshing out some stories and we're thinking like, Ooh, this could be like a show. Mm Mm-hmm. And then cut to... Here we are. Here we are. And actually, a little fun fact, I guess, about production was that it was supposed to be in front of a live studio audience. And it was like it was like the day that everything got shut down. Yeah. we was the first day. Was it the first day? It was our first day of shooting. It was last year, last March. That March 13th. Mar- I won't March, I'll never forget it. March 13th. We were supposed Friday to shoot our first... Friday Yeah, we should have known. We should have known. known. We were supposed to shoot our first episode and we were like, should we still do it? We don't, we probably can do it. It'll probably be okay. But then we're like, maybe no studio audience. Yeah. And then like we shot that episode and we didn't shoot another one for six months. I know. And it was so funny. We were all sitting there and it was like, okay, so I guess in two weeks, maybe we'll come back. Yeah. That's what we thought. And then I just remember. We didn't have masks on, did we? No. No, we didn't have masks. And I just remember because there was no studio audience, I was like, ha 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 ha. Like I was like trying trying to laugh. (laughs) 
for yes. everyone. Yes, because it's so weird to like tell a joke and not have like a loud. Yeah, you know? it was definitely like a learning curve the for our actors. Is so different. Yeah, like they they feed off like people laughing at the joke, and so like they told everyone and the writers and everyone they were like, you need to laugh, laugh as, as hard. hard as you can. But genuinely, it's fucking it's funny. It's so funny. And it's very cathartic for me because like as a, when I was in my teenagehood going through these stories, it wasn't fun. It no. was not fun. I was no. like, really dad, you're going to really ball out like this yes. and embarrass me. But now in retrospect, it's like so full circle to be able to like write about your life. And I'm only 27. And you produced it. And you were in the writer's room every single day. I was day. in the writer's room every day. I was writing so credit. And I was yeah. also the youngest and only female producer on the show. And I'm hey. very proud of that. But I would also, next season, I'm going to be hiring another female producer for sure. Hell to the yeah. <laughs> for sure. So everybody check that out on Netflix. On Netflix. Netflix this week. Yay! 14th or the 16th. Who, knows who knows? Who knows? Those days? <laughs> I think it is 14th though. Nat, should we get into the episode? This yes. online dating, online to IRL episode mm-hmm. that we're doing. Should we talk about why we chose this topic? Yeah. Well, it's springtime. You know, spring fever is a real we sprung. thing. We sprung. We <laughs> sprung. Springtime has sprung. <laughs> and people are getting out there. They're getting vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. You are. You I'm are vaccinated. superhuman. I'm ready to party okay also nat said that before we started recording she's like i'm ready to party i am i am ready to party okay the sun is out i'm ready um so yeah people are like they want to go out there restaurants are opening again yeah. you know it's like we want to go on dates and for a lot of single people myself included dating this past year has been pretty difficult considering you couldn't really physically go anywhere you know and especially at the beginning of it where it's like if you started talking to somebody but it was really unclear like is this going to be a two-week thing right six months you know it's like yeah I feel like also a lot of people are rusty right now like you're saying like it's been a year and like now now you kind of maybe can see people depending on your situation like what do you do yes it's kind of a a refresher course Mm -hmm. but also we specifically did an episode on online dating because like according to the knot they um, conducted a newlywed survey every year to see what's going on in the world of love. And in 2019, they reported that online dating is the most popular way to meet a spouse. Hmm. 22% of spouses now meet online. So it is like... Makes all the sense And it's only going to be going up. Yeah. I feel like even after this year, like I wonder what that number mm-hmm. is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... It's popular. Everybody's on these apps. Mm-hmm. So we got to we gotta learn how to use them correctly. Yeah. So actually, let's get into some of the apps. And we have a couple little fast facts here. We have a lot of facts We've in got, this episode. This is a fact-heavy episode, but all really interesting. So like psychology facts. Yeah. We very were researching them. We're like, oh my God. Yeah. So did you know there are over 5,000 dating websites and apps worldwide. Jesus Christ. Crazy, right? (laughs) And more than half of Americans, so 54%, say that relationships that begin on a dating site or an app are just as successful as those who begin in person. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it's just the norm now. Mm -hmm. And also, it's a great way to vet out people. And also, about 12% of Americans say that they have been in a committed relationship with or married someone they met through a dating site or app. So like, 
It's just, you know, what's funny too is I think back on even when we were in college and it would be, if you met somebody on an app, you didn't really want to say that you met on an app. Yeah. It was like this whole taboo thing. Yeah. And now everybody's probably just gonna be like, yeah, I met my husband on Hinge. You know, that's the only place kind of. It's yeah. It's super (laughs) common. And especially in our age group, 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have used dating apps or websites. I just think it's going to get more common even with Gen Z. My sisters are Gen Z. They don't get off their fucking phone. Mm Mm-hmm very low likelihood they're going to meet someone in person. I'll tell you that. I know. I'll tell you that. So now let's get into some of the most popular dating apps and how to choose between them. Yes. So number one is still the number one app, Tinder. Which is surprising. I didn't know that it is still the number one app. I know. And if you've been online at all, obviously you know about Tinder. And according to the Cochava Collective. Whoa, I love how you can pronounce things so easily. I don't know how. Hey, I can't do math, so at least I have that. But uh, anyways, according to them, the app has the highest amount of users of all dating apps out there. It's also, you know, it's the hookup app, to be honest. Yeah. But I personally know people who have... Actually, I know somebody who's getting married and they met off Tinder. Wow. So I had it in college. It wasn't for me. I've never... I'm not going to lie. I've never been on any of these, like, conventional dating apps. I was on one that was, like... Corinne's always had good luck IRL with with guys. I've had good luck IRL, but then also I've been on an app, but none of the most popular was, like, Raya. Like, that, like, very... Like whatever, it's mm-hmm. so stupid. Um, it's okay, no but an- <laughs> another really popular app is Bumble. On Bumble, women are the ones who get to initiate the communication, which is very empowering. So, of course, which gender makes the first move is less of an issue for LGBTQ plus women, but ladies seeking men may find it as a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Men, I don't know why they are pussies. No, just why do they oh. do the shit they do? Like, sometimes they why just... Why are men? Why Why did they... You know what I mean? Yeah, like they, oh, I know what you mean. You know, so I feel like it might be empowering for a woman to start the conversation first and mm-hmm. establish what type of conversation you want to have. Kochava, again, says it's most of its users fall in the 26 to 35-year-old range, so mm-hmm. younger daters might like that too. Bumble is very, you know, young. Yeah. And I think it's a the best app for confident women. If you feel confident, if you want to make the first move, mm-hmm. I'm not that type of gal. I love a chase. Listen, I feel <laughs> the same way. I was on Bumble for a long time and I was like, you know what? I have every single app base. I was like, this one's not not for me, but I've got friends that love Bumble and have really great success. Yeah. So different strokes, different folks. <laughs> um, the app that I do really like yeah. is Hinge. And Hinge uses the same swiping system that Tinder turned into common vernacular, but the site encourages better dates through a more robust profile and matching algorithm. So if you're kind of looking, if you're looking for a more serious relationship or, you know, you're not just looking for a hookup, Hinge is a great place. So many people have I met I feel on like Hinge. all my friends like it. Yeah. My, um, my brother and his girlfriend met on Hinge and they've been together for like two years. Oh, cute. Only two years. I feel like it's been longer for them. I know. How cute. I know. Okay. And so the last app we're going to talk about that I researched and I was very excited about this app. I, I, I didn't even know about this app really. I was telling Joe about it last night. Not that we need to be on it at all, <laughs> but I just thought it was very interesting. Um, so it's called 
OkCupid, which I'm sure you've heard of and you've seen ads for. And I thought it was like for old people. So it's been around since 2004. And what's really cool about it, it it has these very in-depth questionnaires, like so detailed, like, do you like peanut butter versus jelly? Like, what religion are you? Like, and then they give you like a compatibility score based on match to enemy percentage ratio. Oh, wow. And it's really great for like data, data-driven data matches. Mm. I just thought that was really cool. I feel like cool. if I were to start dating again, I'm, I'm not. Right. But I would like, you know, really personalized matching. Mm-hmm. And I feel like any guy that gets on that app, he's, serious. Looking, he's looking for a relationship. Yes. He's not going to fill out a, you know, a hundred questionnaire to no. like hook up with you. No. Also, quick question. Are you peanut butter or jelly? I, jelly. I'm jelly too. I'm jelly too. I've never been a peanut butter gal. Me neither. I'm looking for my peanut butter though. So. Oh, hey. whoa. Hey. I will be the jelly to your peanut butter. Okay. <laughs> this brings us to our next thing, which is how many apps should you actually be on? Yeah. So the least amount of apps as possible, preferably one or two apps. And how do we know this, Corinne? Oh, I thought you were going to do this part. Oh, shit. Sorry. You're good. So we know this because sexologist and relationship expert, Dr. Nikki Goldstein says that it's better to focus on one at a time and start conversations to determine what someone's personality really is instead of quickly dismissing due to the buffet of more people on offer. If you're going to pick more than one app to increase the pool of people you get to choose from, know that this might only add to the confusion and distraction, but that you should try for apps that have a point of difference. Many people who are on apps are on multiple ones. So many people who are on apps are on multiple ones. So you want to pick apps that are different to gain access to new people. Yeah. And I run into this a lot because I'm on three different ones. I guess I should only be on one or two, but you do run into the same people on, on yeah, ones. no, that makes sense. And you know, what's really interesting is I took a, um, psychology of happiness class at USC. It's like one of the most popular mm. and I took it my senior year. And the biggest thing that deters people from happiness, why rich people are often not happy is because they have so many options, mm. right? So when you have so much to choose from, nothing looks attractive and nothing looks appealing because you always know, well, I could have had that and I could have had that and I could have had that. Where if you actually limit your number of options that you can only have one or two. It's more focused. You're more focused and you're never left like regretting it. Right. You know what I mean? There's a lot more regret and a lot more indecision when you have too many options. So oh. now I think, I think your, your task is to get rid of one I've of your delete one of them. Which one are you going to delete? I'm on this one that is like a newer one. Mm-hmm. And it's another one of these like quote unquote exclusive, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of matches on it, but it's like they don't lead to good conversations. Like, so I think that one's gonna, I think that one's gonna bite the dust. Let's do it. We're gonna kill that one off. So now that you've chosen which app you're gonna be on, hopefully one or two. Natalie's gonna be on one or two mm-hmm. now. Let's talk about setting up your profile and the best dating profile strategies. One is photos focused on you are better for your profile. So I know there's obviously you want to do you know your group photos and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but the more that you can show yourself on your profile the better and even better than like a selfies are pictures taken of you by someone else candid photos showing what you love to do and areas of your of your life that you'd like 
to share with someone, right? Yeah. Like if you want to go on hikes with someone, show a photo of you hiking. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to, you know, and like, you know what, get your girls and like have them take some cute photos. You know, we do that all the time. And we, do, we do that all the time. And it's use those. Yeah. Also, I will say with the group photo situation, I noticed this on guys profiles. Like if they have all group, I don't know which They're one like, they are. Which one are you? Why do you I, look like all your you friends? Look, and they all, yes. I mean, <laughs> you guys all look the same. I have no idea which one you are. It's, I might be in for a big surprise, you know? Another thing to consider when setting up your profile is that less is not more. Mm. Don't leave your profile blank. You know, use words that best describe you that this is your opportunity to show off your sense of humor. Let somebody know a little bit about you. You know, a lot of these hinge, for example, has little prompts. Yeah. Like this is your time to shine. Like actually use that space to tell people about you. Yeah. And what you really don't want to do, and I've also seen this, is you don't want to put in your bio or in the prompts what you don't like. Yeah, what you're like not looking for. Yeah. Like I'll see guys that are like, um, you should go out with me or you should not go out with me like if you're into drama or something. And it's just oh, like, oh, gross. It's like, it just makes me feel like, okay, I don't know. It's just like a big turnoff. So don't do that. Yeah. So another dating profile strategy is to highlight your hobbies. Kind of like what I said earlier with the pictures, but a lot of people put that they're fun and outgoing and adventurous and they love to travel and being active. Like everybody kind of has that. Right. So be specific about your hobbies. Like Do you like horseback riding? Are you a kayaker? Do you like dancing? Are you an ice skater? Like take it from one level to, I love to travel to, my biggest dream is to travel to Egypt. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like be more specific so people actually can see you as a person and not just another picture. Yeah. And instead of like saying like must love dogs, like lean into greater specificity. So must love eggplant parm or punk bands of the early 2000s. Like that is a requirement for me. Yeah. If you don't like a pop, <laughs> Corinne and I frequented warp Tour. Yeah. As youths. As, as, youth. <laughs> as the youths. So yeah, I'm going to say that's, that's, I'm, I might put that on one of my profiles. There you go. Um, I feel like we're really just building your profile. We're right building now. my profile right now. <laughs> Because, and that brings us to our next and final point about building your profile, which is ask your friends how they would describe you. Because sometimes it is really hard to build it for yourself and see, you know, the qualities that you would want to highlight. And it's kind of weird, you know, it's like talking about yourself like that. Yeah. I feel like you also like don't fully see the scope of who you are. And it's yeah. so nice to like have a friend. I love doing that. I've done that with Taylor's profile. Me mm-hmm. and Joe fully did Taylor's profile mm-hmm. once. We've extended that offer to you. You have? Have? Haven't we? No. Oh, we would love to extend that offer to oh, you. okay. Yes, please. <laughs> We'd love to build your profile. Okay. Well, yeah, you have done this next thing, which is go through your camera roll, pick out your best photos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You've done that for me before. Yeah. And you've rearranged my things. So just... Ask a friend. Ask a friend friend. for help. Yeah. So now that you have your profile built out, it's plopping, you're matching with people. What's really interesting is you're going to be swiping now and the average millennial spends, this was insane. I cannot believe this. 10 hours a week on dating apps. That is over an hour a day. That's insane. I probably spend, and this might be my problem. I probably spend an hour a week. Total. That was the average I found on the internet. Yes. Which is insane. That's insane. But hey, I believe it. And also just a reminder, it's all a numbers game. So don't get discouraged if you're swiping right on a hundred people and you match with 10 of them. Because in the end, we're actually looking for quality over quantity anyways. Yeah. And our friend Lauren, I remember when she was like, 
she was really serious. She about got her very dating. determined to find a boyfriend. Yes, and she was like, "It's a numbers game." Mm-hmm. And I remember, I always remember her saying that. And she was successful. She, she found was. herself a boyfriend. And she's, they've been together ever since. Yes, the end. The end. <laughs> So if you match with someone you like, now you got to go into these app conversations. And I found some data on this that was actually really interesting. So OkCupid has found that interest-based words like, you know, band, vegetarian, your favorite movies, they tend to elicit higher response rates than physical compliments like hot, sexy, beautiful, and a unique greeting such as like hola or howdy go over way better than generic ones like hi or hello, mm-hmm. which is just like such a little thing instead of being like hi you can be like actually i thought so what's up like how are you doing like yeah anything that's just not generic is really going to help you so okay cupid reports that the sweet spot for online data dating messaging is between 40 and 90 characters so that's about it's enough short and sweet short and sweet that's about enough space to just say like howdy and ask one personal question mm-hmm. and like that can be if you're on bumble and you have to initiate it you know hola quick little personal fun, question fun little question about their profile yeah yeah that's that's interest-based because let me tell you there's nothing worse than getting a that's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm not gonna answer to go back to guys why you. do they do that i don't i'm not gonna i'm not gonna answer you if you say hey what <laughs> hey is for horses okay <laughs> leave me alone um we also suggest putting a limit on how much you're speaking to another person so as to avoid putting too much pressure on your IRL meeting because it's best to save some portion of the getting to know you and the back and forth for your first real world encounter. Yeah. You know? I feel like sometimes you can just start texting about everything and then you get in real life and you're like, well, I've already asked I've about your told you whole everything. backstory and now yes. what do I talk to you about? Yeah. And actually, here's a little statistic for you guys too that I think is really interesting, which is that people are talking anywhere between three to 30 people at a time. That's insane. Which is crazy to me. 30 people. I don't insane. even know 30 people <laughs> in my life. <laughs> But the magic number, according to the statistics, is five. Talking to five. Which? Which honestly checks out because mm-hmm. I have a little story. It's not very long. Speaking of making your real life into a movie or a show, I am. this I, will be a show at some point, I think. I really, I really do think so. So when I was, I got out of a long-term relationship and when I was dating for the first time, I was really nervous. And so what I did is I set up five dates in five days. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, the last of those five dates was Joe. Yes. You know, I really do think that having five people that I was like kind of coordinating with and trying to get to know at the same time took the pressure off me like investing fully in one and like Mm -hmm. if it didn't work out like being really you know upset about it and also it was just like so casual I was like whatever if you didn't give a fuck I did not (laughs) give a fuck no I remember when you were like you were doing it and you were like I'm gonna basically just have a different outfit for five dates in five days yeah and you were like, I'm just going to see what happens. Yeah. And I went on a, a different date every night with a different guy. And the last one was Joe. And I called Natalie after and I was mm-hmm. like, this is going to be a problem. Because yeah. I actually like this yes. one. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Because the, there were, I think it was like the night before was like a brutal one. Oh, yeah, it was. It and was you, a really bad one. And you had called me after that one and were like, oh, no, <laughs> this is bad. And then the next day you were like, this is bad in a different way. In a different way. Because, uh-oh. Someone's caught feelings, someone's but... feelings. I will agree with the talking to five people and kind of just 
investing a little bit in everyone. And again, here it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game, right? One out of the five out of the worked. Five. Mm-hmm. There and we go. And worked great. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Going back to the to the timeline, right? Yeah. You, you've matched. You're talking on the app. Yeah. Then at some point, you got to start texting. Now you're texting. And sometimes you can get into something we like to call texting, texting purgatory. purgatory. <laughs> because... You often start this phase, and sometimes you just never get out of it. Yeah. So there you can are, die in this phase. You can absolutely die in the texting purgatory. <laughs> and so here are a couple red flags that you can catch early on, so that you can nip it in the bud, right? Mm-hmm. So also, if they start calling you pet names early, like if they're like, "Hey, babe," Ugh. "Hey, hun," Ugh. somebody Ugh. messaged me on an app the other day, "Hey, hun," ew, no, gross. That is a red flag. That's a red flag. If they ask you for photos or are just sending you photos too oh, early, God, red flag. Mm-hmm. If they text you at like eleven and are like, "Hey, do you want to meet up?" Absolutely not. Red flag. No, thank you. No. Or come to my house right now? Absolutely. Why do they even try? Which is the craziest thing. Also being really like wishy-washy, like not making any effort. Like also just being inconsistent. Like if you're ghosting somebody on and off, you know, if they're doing that straight off the rip, they're probably not going to change going down the road and they might just be texting you because like they're bored. Yeah. If you see any of those red flags, just it's time to actually stop texting that person. Yeah. But if you don't see any of these red flags and you're texting and it's going great and things move quickly to a first date or if you don't see any of these major red flags things can move quickly to a first date or they can lead to the dreaded texting purgatory Mm -hmm. where it's going great and then you just never meet up yeah but you know what's really interesting that I read about? People sometimes become terrified to actually meet up with the date for the fear of shattering something good over text. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, this is going so great. Like I don't want to meet in person. What if this isn't the same thing? But I think a good thing to remember is that texting unfortunately isn't real. Like you're not right. really dating. You're just texting. And so if that's kind of the push you need to move to that next phase and like ask them out, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah. And so how do we get out of it? Right? Yes. How do you get out of texting purgatory? Yes. You propose a casual FaceTime date or a call or an IRL date. But IRL, yeah, but it's COVID. So it's COVID. So, so we've so been doing a lot of FaceTime dates. And you know, if they balk at it, then they probably are just texting you out of boredom, not because they're actually looking to date you. Yeah. And I'll also just put a pin in this and say that some people really good at texting you get them on the phone, they're like, um, uh, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hmm. You know? So, so get, you get yourself out of the purgatory. Yes. And ask don't, them out. Ask them out. No. I did that recently. No. I was like, hey, we had been texting for like a week or something. And I was like, uh, FaceTime date or sayonara? Yeah. You can't just have a, a pen pal. We're not looking I don't for- want a pen pal. Right. You know, but some people, like you said, they get really freaked out. Yeah, they don't want to. they want to just text for a fucking month. Which is crazy. No thanks. So now if you're going to do a FaceTime date, which we recommend doing during COVID first, obviously before you see someone in in real life, but I mean, also you can live your own life. I think it's important to know that half of Gen Z singles and 29% of millennials said that they had gone on a video date in 2020. So it basically became the new coffee date during lockdowns, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. And prior to the pandemic, dating apps had already begun to roll out these video dates with little success rate. Cut to now, Hinge reports that 70% of users are down for digital dates. Mm. So it's like kind of a thing. Yeah. And I like to think of either the first date or maybe this FaceTime date, which which I've never done, but 
I think it can be the same thing, is the idea of a pre-date. Mm-hmm. So it's more like a job interview than a real date. You're not going to be grilling them. You're not going to be in a no. suit like, hello. But you can see if you have chemistry with them. It's a, it's a vetting. You're vetting yeah. them out. You're like, hey, totally. do I like this person? Do I not like them? Are they cool? Are they not cool? Am I kind of yeah. interested? Am I not interested? Yeah. And then you can move forward. Move forward or not. Or not. Or not. So how do you do it? How do you do a FaceTime date? And also don't worry because I know it sounds so awkward. I've never done one actually, so I can't even swap. Yeah, it's, it is actually not as awkward as you would think. And honestly, I think moving forward, even without COVID, I will I, still do it. Because I think so. I have weeded out several people because on FaceTime, I'm like, nope, this is not it. So how do you do it? First of all, set it up early on. If you've been talking on an app or if you've moved to texting and you've been at it for a while and... Corinne and I are kind of strict on this. Not longer than a week. No longer than a week, people. No. If you've been texting for a week, FaceTime. Or phone call if you have an Android. But set it up. <laughs> don't just uh, FaceTime. No, don't. Fa- yeah. No, set them up. Be like, hey, you want to FaceTime later? Yeah. And like we said, the beauty of the FaceTime date is you can get a much better read on if you have actual chemistry or if they're just a real slick texter. Mm. And you have literally nothing to lose. You there's it's very low investment. It's just a phone call. You don't even have to leave if your house. If shit gets weird, you press that red button. You're like, oops, my Wi-Fi went out. Exactly. And this is having a way out. Oh, I yeah. suggest this because for the first date, you know, you don't know. So I would say set a time limit, like be like, Hey, you know, I've got like 30 minutes later. If you want to like, just hop on a FaceTime, something, right. have a way out in the event that it's just like, not good. It's not it. But also if you don't have a way out, press the red X, block their number and you'll never hear of them again. Just sayonara. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You go into airplane mode, flip it into airplane mode and it says the call was dropped. There you go. Bye. <laughs> I've never done that. But the last date I was on, I did tell my sister, I was like, call me in 30 minutes. And if I hang up on you, it's because it's going well. Wow, that is super smart. I know. And luckily it did go well, so I didn't have to. But And I will just say, as somebody who was very resistant to this at first, I think it's a great way to go because you don't waste your time. You don't waste your money. You don't waste, you know, an Uber, a cute outfit, you know? Oh, yeah. All of the above. All of the above. And imagine a first date, you're stuck at dinner. This is like a little commitment. Yeah, like the date you were on where you were absolutely stuck. I was stuck. I was stuck. Because here's the other thing. If the conversation's really easy on FaceTime, then that that first actual date, you're not going to be as nervous because it's like, oh, we already like get along. Like it's going to be fun. Yeah. And talking about IRL dates, Mm -hmm. if you've done the FaceTime date and you know, you're feeling good about seeing them in person. I think it's time to set up a real date, but I also think it's important to establish kind of a COVID protocol so that you're all on the same page. Everyone is doing different things at different places. Are they vaccinated? Are they not? Are you? Are we doing masks? Are we not doing masks? Like, you kind of have to establish what you feel comfortable with. A 2020 BuzzFeed poll found that people gridlocked on the idea of taking off a mask while meeting a person. Uh, meeting a date in person, about 35% of respondents said they'd feel comfortable taking off a mask on a date, while 33% said they would not, and 32% said it would depend on the situation. So it's like, it's literally, you just have to talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. You'd have to have the conversation like, what are we doing here? What are you comfortable with? What am I comfortable with? And speaking of being comfortable, for women, safety first, always, Yes. right? So nobody should be asking you to come over on a first date, nor should you feel pressured to. And I know that it is kind of weird in COVID times because it's like 
do you come over to my house? Like, where, or yeah, do, yeah, where yeah, do yeah, we yeah, go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're not comfortable with that, do not do that. And I feel like after the second or third date, you'll know the person enough to be like, oh, we can hang out at your place or whatever. Yeah. But first date, a little scary. I always carry my pepper spray just in case. You just, yeah. Someone trying to test me. Yeah. Don't you test <laughs> me. <laughs> Don't, don't even try it. Um, so once you're on the date and you're having these conversations, I mean, this is really, like I said, it's, it, it, it's not a job interview, but it is you're, you're vetting yeah, them out. you're vetting them. And so this is the next round of interviewing. And you want to make it fun. You want to make it light. But you also want to get to know the person on a deeper level. Like you've already established, like this could be a potential match. You already know the kind of the basics of the person. So like kind of go there. And what I found was really interesting that a record setting 75% of people agreed in a survey that it's important for their romantic partner to share the same political beliefs. That, that part, that part. Maybe you go there on the on that IRL date. You're like, yo, well, I what's look, going on? Are we I aligned? go on Hinge <laughs> and like, cause Hinge actually says. Yeah. And if they have something on there that is not in alignment with me, I don't even... Because it could be a I deal know, breaker. It, that's a deal breaker for me. Personally. Same. Absolutely. My, for, for me too. Yeah. So that makes all the sense in the world. So after you've gone on a date or two or whatever, we bring in this other element, which is the physicality element. Right. Right. And what you should do. And I do think it is... There's so many ways to go about this. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a one size fits all. I think you do whatever you are absolutely we comfortable with. We are a very with. no no judgment zone here. This is a no judgment zone. So I your think body, you can go choice. as far or as little as you want and you feel comfortable with. But mm-hmm. I will say this for anybody who is considering not doing anything. When I did my five dates in five days, mm-hmm. I had a rule because I was seeing five guys in five nights. <laughs> I was like, I'm not kissing anyone because yeah. it felt kind of gross. Like It'd I don't want to be like. It would be a lot. It would be, I don't want to kiss five guys in five yeah. days. You know what I mean? So I had a rule where I was like, I'm not going to kiss anyone on these dates. And I feel like women would feel like, well, will they actually ask me out? Like, will they still like me? Let me tell you, all yes. five of these men followed the fuck up. Yeah. They were like, excuse me? Um, <laughs> this has never happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that when I talked to Joe about it, he was very confused. He didn't I know. We he, didn't know this, right? Yeah, he was like, wait. Because he went to walk me to my car. And there's that moment where you're like looking in each other's eyes. And then I was like, and then gotta go. Swerve. And, I, and yeah. I got in the car and I slammed the door. And he Bye. was like, uh, okay. So I will say it can be confusing. But I will also say, did Joe follow the fuck up? Yes, he yes, did. Yes, he did. <laughs> and actually, apparently it is the most common to kiss on the first date. Yeah, it is. We totally. don't. I don't know. Like... I, I don't know because my last dating experience was that and I didn't, but I don't know what I would do now. I don't know, but it is definitely more common to kiss on the first date for sure. And like you were saying, like how everybody followed up, like kind of building up the physical chemistry is like, it's kind of a good way for them to be like, hold up. Like now I got to figure out what, you know, it kind of, it it excites them. There's more to to follow and more mystery and Mm -hmm. more to look forward to. And by the time you get on the second date, Kiss them. Kiss them, for Kiss sure. Em. Or also, I was thinking, because of these FaceTime dates, like, for example, if I had a really good FaceTime date and then I met up in real life, like, even though that'd be the first date in person, like, it's still kind of a second. Like, I would still kiss them. Yeah. You know? You do whatever you feel comfortable with, you, but at least my you, story, girl. you don't have to. Yeah. They like you, you will know. And actually, to this point, you have a tip. Because Joe was so confused. Because Joe was so confused and was like, did she like me? Did she not? I do think it's really, really important that after the date, if you liked them, 
tell them. Mm -hmm. Text them. I texted Joe right after. I said, hey, I think you're really cute. I really had a great time. I would love to see you again. And then he told me like that text was the only reason he was like, he thought it was a bust. He was like, he was oh, like, she I doesn't like me. She doesn't like me. So I think if you do like them, like let them know, like tell them you had fun. Tell them thank you. Like if they bought dinner or whatever mm -hmm. and let them know what you want to do. If you want to see them again, say, Hey, I'd love to see you again. Yeah. Um, what happens when you don't want to see them again, Corinne? Well, that also happened to me. The guy <laughs> I went on a date with before Joe, I did not want to oh see again. God. And he texted me. That was, and I'm not just saying that that was a very bad date. Like I, when you called me, I was like, this is a bad. Oh, it was a bad date. A bad date. It was a bad date. His name was also Joe, oh, surprisingly. Um, but he reached out. He was like, hey, do you want to go to, what did he say? You want to go to this Lauren Hill. Um, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle show, which honestly would have. You could tell I really didn't like this dude because I didn't want to go to that. I was like, <laughs> and you know what I, I recommend if you went on the date and you don't like them? I texted him back. I, I pulled up the text and it was like, hey, I really appreciate the invite, but at this time, like, I'm not interested. Like, I hope I you think have. you were like, I'm going to pass. Oh, yeah, I'm like, going to pass, but, like, have a great life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just something just nice. Just be really nice and be like, thank you so much, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and pass. And, and like, it wish was, you the oh, best. It was great meeting you, and thanks for, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I really want to say that because I don't, I feel like women feel uncomfortable. They don't know what to do. And ghosting isn't fair to anybody. Ghosting And just so let lame, people know how you feel. If you're not into it, you're not into it. Let them know. End it. I will say this dude followed up with paragraphs about why he wanted to see me again. And I, I ignored those. Yeah. Yeah. But. Once you've already said no, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's really how to go from online That was a real step-by-step. Step to IRL to dating. IRL dating. And we hope that you guys feel more confident about setting up your dating profile, conversation starters, when to make the switch from apps to dates, and how to navigate a FaceTime or IRL, IRL date. date. Mm -hmm. Nat, I am very excited for your 2021 dating adventure. Me too. Now that I'm vaccinated. She, she ready to party. I'm re like I said, I'm ready to fucking party. <laughs> Get me a margarita. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so should we circle back on this San... What is it? Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. Yeah, the Drake Kylie Jenner wine. How are we feeling about it? So do you want to introduce the hottie? Because I didn't see this show, but I agree that this guy is a hottie. Yes, I, I pitched uh, Reggae... John, Reggae Jean? Reggae Jean Page, a.k.a. the Duke of Hastings from Bridgerton. What? Real what? See me. We all saw his butt, and it was very exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I don't get why this is it's Drake's I, favorite. It's fine. He wrote about it in a song, and I'm very confused as to why. Oh, Santa Margarita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that line. Average. I'd I give it a five and a half. I was going to give it a six. 5.75. Oh, <laughs> It's just real basic. It's very basic. Nothing it's special. It's cheap. It's it's not even that cheap though. Like it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Like that one riesling we had was like seven dollars, and it, it was, was really good. Really good. So hmm. Drake, Kylie Jenner, you let us down. And if you are on TikTok and you you come across somebody saying to go get this wine, hmm. maybe just save yourself. Save yourself the the trip. Or try it if you're interested. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> Okay, 
Okay, so this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're playing Citizens, Citizens Arrest, Arrest, which I feel like is Natalie's favorite. Yeah. I feel like you have a goat. You have so many of these. I have so many Citizens Arrests, but something pissed me off the okay. other week, and I thought Citizens Arrest on this. Mm-hmm. I got. I don't know if people know this on the show yet. I am obsessed with grapes. You love grapes. I eat grapes every day. <laughs> every day. Also love grape flavored things. I hate grape flavoring. Love it. So I got myself my usual bag of grapes, my weekly bag. I bit into it. Seeds. Seeds. Citizens arrest on seeded grapes. Who in their right fucking mind likes them? What? I'm just saying, if we can put a man on the moon, we do not like. <laughs> genetically modify them. They have organic grapes that don't have seeds. Why? Why would anybody the want level seeded of passion grapes? Coming from you is insane. You know what I had to do, Corinne, because I love grapes so much. I would have to. I bit each Around grape in one. half, and then I would pick out. There was four seeds in each grape. Not citizens arrest <laughs> on seeded grapes. Period. Uh, period. That's on period. And that's on period. Okay. <laughs> well, mine is okay. Mine is also food related. Oh, we're always on the same page. Yeah. Um. So my citizens arrest. Joe and I went on a road trip to Colorado, and I really ball out on road trips. I am eating. Yeah. Everything. It's luxury. Gas stations. I'm like. You know my favorite store. My favorite store is a Chevron Extra Mile. Yeah. I love it. So I eat a lot of Doritos. You can guess where this is going. Dorito fingers. Citizens arrest on Dorito, Dorito fingers, fingers because I would come out of the car and my pants would be orange <laughs> because I have been wiping my fingers on my pants. Yeah, and it, it's the only part of Doritos that's terrible. You know, this is so funny because like people didn't know that I am obsessed with grapes, people probably didn't know that you are. I love a Dorito. She lives for a spicy nacho Dorito. Ugh. And I love that for you. You you get them for yourselves when you're... Just, when I need it. Yeah, when it's a treat yourself kind of thing. On road trips, I'm real trash. She lo- Me too. Me too with my monster <laughs> energy drinks. But yeah, she loves a spicy nacho Dorito. So I can see why that is frustrating. Oh yeah. It, it's... Because you also... Shattering. You can't lick your fingers. Right. In COVID. COVID. You can't. So that's what I'm saying. I got out. My pants are orange. Yeah. Because I'm just wiping them on jeans. Citizens arrest. Yeah. I might, what, how, and there's no real way to get around it unless you wear gloves. Oh, that's smart. I should I, get you Dorito gloves. <gasps> I've never thought of gloves. That's a new level. That would be taking Why don't they put the out a level? brand of, of um, gloves, Dorito gloves? Or like, I would buy them. Or like little like things you could put on your fingertips. <sighs> Anyways, okay. So- <laughs> Great ideas from Matt and Corinne. (laughs) All right. So if you guys have any topic suggestions, you want us to cover something, feel free to DM us at am I doing this right pod or email us at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com. Yeah. And actually, I think we prefer an email. We love an email. We just got a really great one. DMs get lost sometimes, but the emails. Send us an email. We honestly, we get so much joy from a good email. We send them back and forth. Yeah. We get really excited when you guys email us. (gasps) Oh, speaking of which. What? Do you guys want a name? Oh, yeah. We've been um, going back and forth on giving you guys, our listeners, a little community name. Yeah. We were thinking Amis. Amis. 
The Amis. The Amis. But if you guys have like a better name for us Mm -hmm. or you want to suggest one, email us. Send us an email. Am I doing this right? Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Share with a friend. Yeah. Share with a friend that's single that needs to get pushed. A little push. Corinne always pushes me. Corinne is my dating coach (laughs) and I always tell her everything that's going on. So I love it. I live vicariously through it. And so does Joe. We love, we love (laughs) pretending we're dating on apps and we're not. Yeah. I wish that I wasn't dating on apps, but hey, here we are. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week and we love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.